you wonder what happened in sports today, Brandon Petrilli, he got the wave. We talking a lot with bros today. Cracking some jokes in the podcast way. Goals on goals. Where homers on homers. Tutties on tutties. Got moments on moments. Just tune into BSP. Just tune into BSP. Just tune into BSP. Just tune into Petrilli. Hello and welcome to another episode of the BSP Podcast. I am your host, Brendan Petrilli here. You know, it's a real kind of a Monday night, Tuesday morning for all Philadelphia fans out there today. Eagles go down bad, really, really embarrassingly bad on Monday night football to the Dallas Cowboys. I can't even, normally I won't call them that, I'll call them the Cowgirls, but man, you just got to just eat it after that one where this Philadelphia Eagles team played uninspiring football, got outworked, out-hustled, out-executed all game, and man, was that rough. Absolutely rough. Dallas takes it 41-21. I mean, the last touchdown for the Eagles was really a petty one, to be 100% honest with you. But, you know, on Monday night, ESPN, you got the Manning broadcast. You got the main ESPN broadcast. Everybody's watching. Eagles-Dallas rivalry. Nick Sirianni, the Eagles head coach, is wearing a beat Dallas shirt all week. And to come out flat like that, brutal. Absolutely brutal is all I can say. It's embarrassing. I'm not really disappointed because, like I said, my last one, like I, I've had very low expectations. You know, after week the week one win, the last podcast, you know, I was starting to make my way to get more excited. Week two, you had you had some chances, but you knew you were going to go through some growing pains with the new head coach in Sirianni and the young QB in Hurts. But to take a, such a big step back on Monday Night Football is rough, absolutely rough. Everybody's watching. You're the only game on. And, man, it hurts. It hurts, man. It hurts so good that it – God, I hate myself. But you you get it. Like, it really came down to this football game. I don't think the Dallas Cowboys were really that great. I think they had a very good offensive game plan where they were able just to move the ball, run it down the Eagles' throats, and that Eagles bend but don't break, it didn't work because of the penalties. They would go, they'd make some plays, they'd get you in a good situation, but when Dallas was able just to run seven yards a clip on the ground to get to third down and like two third and threes, where it was just all you had to do was run a tight end over the middle real quick, just drop it off to him against this Eagles linebacking core that just got you know, you knew it wasn't going to be very good, but just exposed all game today. It was rough. I mean, I was hoping Dallas would throw the ball, to be honest. I mean, when they're just running seven yards every, pretty much every down, you know, first down, just same play, same play. You, you heard the announcer saying it, and you're just kind of hoping maybe they, they just keep trying to pass the ball. Dak tries to force one. You got to pick. You know, you had that early when they got the ball down at the one, Dallas did. 
and they got the strip sack, or maybe it was a pick, who knows, uh, with Fletcher Cox scoring that early touchdown after a Jalen Hurts interception, you know, to tie it up 7-7, seven to seven, you're like, all right, maybe that pass rush can keep going, keep keeping pressure on Dak that, you know, that they would be able to stay in this game. And for the most part, you kind of were floating around, but every time you came up with a big play, there was a penalty. You know, 13 penalties for 84 yards, but, you know, that's not counting the ones that they declined, that Dallas did. I mean, every play, penalty, you know, pass interference, offsides, holding, it was left and right. And, you know, I'm trying to – I think on defense, they really wanted to let them run the ball – and that's what came down to it. You heard the broadcasters talk about it, where they were playing that too high safety. They were daring Dak to throw the ball, and they didn't have to. And then once you brought the guys down in the box, it was already too late. They made the adjustments too late in the football game, and they just weren't able to bounce back because on offense, Sirianni, I thought, did an okay job calling the plays. The only thing was you looked like it was Doug Peterson again, you know? where you you had some success successful plays drawn up, but that RPO, you had at least three or four illegal men downfield. It was every time. The the running back hurts and hurts. And the O-linemen, they just weren't on the same page. There's fumbled snaps. You know, Hurts is waiting too long. He scrambles out to his right on the RPO, and then the offensive linemen are down the field. He'll make a nice throw, but it's coming back every time because you're not on the same page. Those plays, you got to go, you know, bang, bang. It's got to be out right away. You can't hold on to that ball like a bootleg or something because guys are thinking that he might have handed it off. So that was like their most telling thing where this team is so undisciplined. And you could see it coming, you know, the past two weeks. They were coming into the game the most penalized, and they might have doubled (laughs) Anybody else in the league at this point with 13 and probably another, I'd say probably close to 20. I don't know the official stat offhand here, but, you know, after penalties that were declined, uh, it just comes down to execution and coaching where they had opportunities to stay in this football game. The defense bailed them out early after a bad interception, a poorly underthrown ball, which has been a, a telling sign by Jalen Hurts so far in his uh, second season here, but first full season starting. But, you know, uh, I texting with some, you know, family friend, family and friends, you know, everybody's all, he, everybody's out already on him. I'm going to, when I finish up recapping the game here, I'm going to read some of these text messages just to see where everybody, show everybody where everybody's head's at here in Philadelphia. But, you know, with Hurts, you saw in the Arizona game last year, in the Packers game. You saw it against the 49ers last week, this week against Dallas. I mean, he's a rookie, I guess rookie technically, right? Or no, he's not technically a rookie, but I'm going to call this his rookie season as the full year as a starter where he had four games last year. You're going to go through growing pains. You see it across the NFL. You know, you saw poor Justin Fields got absolutely annihilated. This past weekend, you see Trevor Lawrence, you see Zach Wilson, all these rookie QBs are struggling. And, you know, you kind of hoped with Hertz where he had that year under his belt 
that he'd be able to develop. But with a new head coach, new offensive coordinators, new schemes, they just aren't clicking. You see the opportunities that they're putting there, but either he's making a bad throw, there's a holding penalty, offensive linemen are dropping like flies all of a sudden after you thought that we were going to have the best O-line in the league after week one. I mean, you see Sayomalu go down this game. Lander Dick Lander Dickinson hops in. I thought he played an okay game, but he just that flow isn't there yet. You know, Andre Dillard, I thought for the most part he played fine. You know, there wasn't there weren't any plays where you're like, "Oh, what are you doing, bro?" He, I think he had one holding call all night, which, you know, that's a win for a guy like that. As sad as it is saying that, you know, only one penalty for you know, a first-round draft pick from a couple years ago was a win, but the the biggest thing was they weren't able to hold on to the football, and that cost them. You know, they had negative two rushing yards and through one quarter, almost through the second quarter too. Only run the ball a total of twelve times, and then just the the missed throws by Jalen Hurts. The the guys were there; they were open. He wasn't really getting pressured that too much early in the game. And now eventually Dallas caught up and they were starting to get that extra pressure. They were throwing stuff at him that he wasn't used to. But early in that football game, they had their chances and they just missed them. Flat out missed them. Disappointing and it was embarrassing. Because I Dallas just really aren't that good of a football team. But you got to eat it. Maybe the maybe they'll you know keep this momentum going now, but for the Eagles at this point where I'm looking at it, the Eagles now they just have to find their identity. What kind of a football team do they want to be moving forward? Are they going to be a run-and-gun team with these wide receivers? You know, you got Quez Watkins making a couple of very nice throws. You saw uh, Devontae Smith getting blanketed all day by Trayvon Diggs. You know, Alabama versus Alabama there. And Diggs won that battle for most of the night. Uh, you, you had Ertz and Goddard. One of the big things I was talking before the game was you got to be able to throw the ball over the middle because I don't think Jalen Hurts has that arm strength to hit the outside routes, you know, that pushed the ball down the field. And you saw that, that very first interception underthrown ball to Rager. You saw a couple other times where they go deep down the field and it's coming up short. He's not leading guys just enough. He just doesn't have that touch. You know, the, the pick six. Now Devontae falls down. They want to harp on that, but even if he stays on his feet there, Trayvon Diggs played that ball. It was literally a three-step drop. He's looking him down the whole way, and he saw that. That guy absolutely knew what was coming, and he was maybe he's not taking it to the crib on that. But if if he stays on his feet, but that ball was getting picked off, a hundred percent, no doubt about it. Maybe he deflects it, but that was just a poorly, poorly thrown. And poorly executed play. You just stay, you can't stare guys down in the NFL. You see, you know, Devontae's got to get used to having these guys up on him. He's got to be a little bit more physical going up to make contested, uh, uh, contest for the ball a little bit more, be stronger at the point of contact. I mean, you, they got to find that identity. They cannot be throwing the ball as much as they did. Jalen Hurd 
finishes with over 300 yards in this football game, which is just insane. Threw the ball 39 times. You can't do that. For the this Eagles team to win, they cannot do that. Miles Sanders, oh my God. Two carries for 27 yards. Gainwell had one carry for two yards. Hurts, six carries for 35. <sighs> that is not a winning recipe. I mean, they were down early and often, so they had to throw the ball. But they didn't, though. They really didn't, now that I'm thinking about it. They could have, in that second quarter, even in the first quarter, they were down 17 minutes possession to three halfway through the second quarter. And that's because they weren't running the ball. They weren't able to pick up third on third downs because Dallas, they weren't able to do what Dallas was doing where they were getting two, three yards, four yards on first down running the football. They weren't able to impose their will that they were, we saw week one and even a little bit last week, you know, you got to be able to help a rookie QB out with a run game and they just weren't able to. They got to find their identity. It's early in the season. I'm not out on this football team, but I'm going to get to some messages from some family and friends and see where everybody else's head's at. Because, you know, I might not have the most popular, you know, everybody wants to get so worked up and stuff here. But looking at where they're moving this next three-game stretch, it's going to be very rough for this football team to bounce back, and it's going to be ugly. You got a Chiefs team that just lost two games in a row coming into Philadelphia next week at 1 o'clock. Then you play, go down to Charlotte, play a 3-0 and Carolina Panthers team, who I don't think is very good. That's probably your best chance you got, but you can't be playing this kind of football against solid football teams. They're just going to take advantage of you and work you up and down the field. So that's probably their best shot to kind of bounce back. And then you got a Tampa Bay Bucks team coming in short week on a Thursday night who's hungry after losing to the Rams. You know, we'll see in where they're at in three weeks down the road, but you know Tom Brady's always willing to come to play with all those weapons. So let's get to some of these texts here. I, I have, I as I was saying, I came in with very little expectations for this Eagles team, so I'm not too surprised. I'm just embarrassed the way it happened against this Dallas team. If this game was close – you know, you chalk it up, okay, fine, whatever. But, man, the the penalties, the miscues, the bad throws, the, the plays where you're just like, what are you doing? You know, the way Dallas just imposed their will, like they're you're like a seven-year-old playing Madden, you know, just running the ball, running the same three plays and just going down the field at will at some times, you know. It, it's, just, it's just rough. It's just really rough. So let's see. You got to love the group chats where everybody's just live reactions. So here, I'm not going to say who's saying what here, but, you know, we start of the game here. Go Birds, LFG, let's go. Fly Eagles, fly. Here we go. Uh, and then first drive here. Defense absolutely effed us. LMAO, awful pass. Could have been a TD if you put that on the money. That's talking about the Jalen Hurts. T, uh, touchdown and then after that I go well there's your touchdown on the big fumble recovery by Fletcher Cox in the end zone there somebody goes all right that was a little bit more fun and I'm like it's all a part of the plan so I'm you know I'm trying to stay level-headed here so it, because it's a long football game and then here's where it just gets out of control you know this defense is trash um I don't know what's worse the offense or the defense 
Are you firkin' kidding me? ESPN broadcasts sucking the boys' dick every chance they got, which they really were. Well, I mean, so they just didn't have anything good to talk about except for Javon Hargreave for the Eagles. So they just got to keep harping on what they what they're seeing. And when Dallas is running the ball and Dak is you know twelve for thirteen, as much as I hate listening to it, trust me, I wanted the ugh, I just wanted to mute it, but it it is what it is. And they're like, all right. All right, uh, I'm gonna switch to the Manning broadcast. You know, I'm like, okay, we tried that, and then that that's gonna be another topic for another day. I want to bring in a couple other people down the road to talk about what they've been thinking about that Eli and Peyton uh, broadcast. But then as we move down through the conversation here, this team is so bad, cockapoo poo, so bad. And I go, these refs suck, which they do, bro. The the penalties were just now. Granted, most of them were, but. Some of these were ticky-tack. There was a couple on Dallas that I think should have been called. There were so many blocking in the backs on def- on the Eagles' defensive linemen that were getting upfield, almost putting a hand on Dak, and then all of a sudden just getting shoved to the ground. And you're like, oh, c- come on now. Now we move through it, and it's just a full onslaught here on Jalen Hurts. Hurts sucks. You know, uh, he hasn't shown me pretty much nothing. I go, I don't know. But the couple opportunities that we have seen, you know, I talked about it a little bit earlier with Arizona, Green Bay, and even last week and this week, he's come up small every time. And that's a bit of a concern. You know, you, you want to see a guy be able to go out there and battle but and, and come up and make some plays, but he just hasn't done it. He hasn't. And you want to try to make, you know, he doesn't have this, he doesn't have that. I think he does. I think you got more than, you know, more weapons than you've ever had before. Now you've had an offensive line now banged up, but you still got, you still got Lane. You had, uh, I mean, Dillard's a first round pick, whether you like him or not, he should be able to step in and fill a role, which I think he played okay today, you know, and then say Malo goes down. He still got Kelsey. I think Dickerson's a, a more than. Um, serviceable guy there who's going to develop. I just hope they don't mess with him too much trying to bounce him around to be that utility guy. He needs to eventually take over that center spot for Kelsey for who knows how much longer he's got. But now um, let's keep moving with this conversation here, the live reaction text. Uh, We should keep trying that rush, that two-guy strategy, and then don't cover the receivers. It really confuses the QB on that fourth and goal call there, which pretty much put the game out of reach. Now we got a nice little gif here. Shout out the boy Ani with uh, Fred Flintstone taking off the mask of Sirianni as one of the ghosts from Scooby-Doo, revealing Chip Kelly underneath. Now that's an interesting conversation, whether, you know, because he's that Sirianni's that big rah-rah guy, that college like atmosphere feel to him, you know? Uh, and I'm just like, well, at least with Chip, we had at least one winning season. Now people are going, well, now I'm adjusting my winning perce- projections to just one, you know, and it's just an absolute brutal onslaught. couple more. Now here's the biggest hater on Philly sports ever. You know who you are. You know, it just absolutely, when he does watch, he is the biggest baby ever, and you just kind of just put him on mute. I love you, brother. You know who you are. But, God, is it brutal. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine texts in a row without anybody responding. I mean, zero expectations from this team. One in 16, playing with no heart, 
There's no identity with this team. Looks like we're drafting a QB. This is all within the first five minutes of the football game. You know, this is right right before they get that fumble recovery for a touchdown. I'm like, all right. Then I finally break into it. All right, relax here. You know, it's 7-7 football game. Maybe let's see where it goes from here. So now he goes, uh, oh, man. Good night, gentlemen. Sorry, sorry excuse of a football team. No faith at all. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, look at the bright side. At least we'll get a good draft pick for a QB next year. Uh, and then he keeps going and going. I'm like, dude, didn't you say you're going to bed? And he's just like, oh, you're right. You're right. But it's just that kind of thing where it was that I don't blame. I don't blame any of those guys, you know, because that was just an absolute embarrassment. And that's pretty much my whole take on tonight, this week three game. I'm not as far. <laughs> I haven't flipped like these guys. They're the standard Philadelphia fans, you know. Uh, we are so passionate, passionate, and people get so up. They get so down week in and week out. Um, but it is a tough road moving forward here. Uh, I want to, you know, I came in. The reason why I'm so level headed now is because you, we've seen this the past couple of years, the turmoil in all Philly sports. So I mean. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to talk about the Phillies, you know, this week, a big week for the Phillies. You had Sixers media day today with Ben Simmons and Doc Rivers, who's a fraud too. But, you know, these are all podcast episodes for later in the week here that I got to make sure I keep grinding out. And if you like these podcasts, you like my takes, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter, Instagram. I'm on TikTok now. I got a pretty fire TikTok lined up for tomorrow that I think is going to be pretty funny. So go check me out. I'm Brendan Petrilli on all those social media platforms, but. Yeah, uh, you just got to keep grinding out this contact for everybody everybody because there is a lot going on, and you got to love it as a content creator that I'm trying to become here in Philly sports and covering these teams because, man, are they brutal. Are they absolutely brutal? And they just rip your heart out. And I know everybody out there listening to this, you feel the same way. So reach out, leave a comment. Uh, like, subscribe on the podcast. This is the BSP Podcast. I'm Brandon Petrilli. Thank you, everybody, again so much for listening. Shout out to the 215 and ugh, ugh, go birds.